What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Great Lakes Sports Podcast. You guys are listening to hosts Jack and Jared, and we are coming to you with another Pistons uh, podcast. They just played the Oklahoma City Thunder, and we are also going to be talking about a little bit of a look ahead into the Trailblazers. Yeah, so with this podcast, I just have to kind of start off by saying, what are we doing not starting Jaden Ivey? And especially what are we doing by playing Killian Hayes all these minutes? No one respects his shot. Every time we're on offense, Cade gets double teamed because Killian, who cares? He could be 14 feet out to the three-point line. No one's going to respect that. The only thing Killian does well is he has decent he has decent defense, I would say slightly above average, and he's a he's a good passer. But we have that. Cade. Cade's our good passer. Ivy's a good passer. Cade's our high IQ guy. We it's so frustrating. Let me just read off something <laughs> to you guys. Let me just read it off. So as most of you guys know, Killian Hayes in his this is year four for him. Over the course of three games in this season, in the last three years, Killian Hayes has got himself to the least efficient shooter in the all of NBA by about three or four percent. What are and, we doing? And you could say, like, oh, like he just he shot too many threes, or it. It doesn't matter. It's it's horrible for a team. Let me read this off. All right. So most of you guys know Sam Vincini. He is a pretty big uh, draft podcast guy. He follows like the young NBA, the up and coming guys. So this is his tweet. Keeping track of the Pistons lineup. As a team, Detroit is plus 27 so far. And this is after three games. So we're probably we lost by what, 12? So we're plus like 13 now or plus like 15 now. But anyways, the Cade Hayes Asar Stewart Duran lineup has played 40 minutes. The average, the starters together are minus 10. It has a 101.2 offensive rating. Minus 10. And yet Detroit is a plus 27 in three games. That says something right there. Who? Who is in the starting lineup that shouldn't be in the starting lineup? It's Killian. It's Killian. <laughs> well, the, it's... The, 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 big, the thing that's, you know. No, no, keep going. I'll go, I'll, let me say this, then you go ahead. I'll go ahead and say this, and then I'll let you finish off reading it. Yeah, yeah, Monty wanted a defensive-minded team coming into this, but when you have Asar Thompson and Killian Hayes with their offensive uh, abilities so far, it's been low. So you can't have two guys out there who are completely – unavailable to shoot the ball because as you guys have seen every possession that Kate Cunningham comes down and gets anywhere on the court he's getting double team triple team because they don't they're like go ahead and pass it to Killian go ahead and pass it to Asar so anyway keep going and reading that so now we'll 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 just kind of zoom in on that first game that we had a we had one bad quarter and every other quarter we beat the heat so the Cade Hayes Asar Stewart Duran lineup had a 93 offensive rating and a minus 20 net rating in 13 minutes. Let me keep going. I joked around, and this is Sam Vincini quoting this. I joked around with James Edwards III, who's the athletic beat writer for the Pistons, and 
I thought that the lineup would get an 85. So he was only off by eight. His joke was closer to reality. Literally. Like it was a joke. <laughs> That's a horrible offensive rating. And yet we should have won that game and almost did won that game. It's just the eye Killian doesn't pass the eye test, right? And then you go look at the analytics and the stats, and he doesn't show up anywhere there either. So I don't get it. Why why is he playing still? Why why is he still on our team? I understand. I mean, the, being on the team is one thing. I don't know if we're going to see him on the team for a whole much longer, but um, it all comes down to these injuries. I think if we didn't have these injuries, you're seeing a whole completely different, not completely different, but you're seeing a different starting lineup. You're seeing a different bench, bench dynamic when they're coming in. Um, yeah, Killian's just not getting it done. This was his best game that he's probably played for us yet this year, and he was 4 of 11 for shooting, 1 of 4 at three-point line at 10 points. Just not going to get it done. It's let me just read off to you like his shooting percentage, okay? Because it's it's just ridiculous. Like and he's still shooting. He still has the green light somehow. I don't I don't get it. I seriously don't. So let's let's go to his three point percentage, right? So at his rookie year, he had a twenty seven percent three point percentage. Okay, his his second year, he has a 26% three-point percentage. All right, let's go to his third year. A 28%. Whoa, that was an improvement, wasn't it? <laughs> What's crazy, too, is he's not taking highly contested threes most of the time either. Like, he's They're for the, wide for the open. most part, he gets pretty good. Yeah, but he gets really good looks behind the arc. And all right. Now let's go to his fourth year, the year that he's starting in and playing majority of minutes over Jaden Ivey, which is disgusting. What do you think his three-point percentage is at? Let me just, let me ask, like, what do you think it's at? This year? Yeah, four games? Through four games. And he's hit, um, a, I think he's hit two three-pointers. Yeah, I was going to say, and he's ripped a few too. I'm going to say it's probably no better than 18%. Lowballed it 25 percent right 25 percent I mean, i'm surprised it's actually that high just based off of what stats we've done so far but yeah i mean it it never looks good so not one more stat before i'm done with this all right let's go to his just normal two-point field goal percentage first year 39 percent Second year, 45%. Third year, 42%. This year, 36%. Why is he still playing? And you know damn well, we have a game tonight against freaking Portland Trail Trailblazers, and I know he's going to start tonight. And I know Jaden Ivey's going to come off the bench once again. It's ridiculous. Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham, that combo of that fire and ice, is exactly what you need, not to mention that Jaden Ivey is still the best three-point shooter out of the young group, statistically-wise. So, And he's coming off of a hot game, too. He shot four of six for the three-point land. That was Ivey. We've, we've, we've talked about it before, and a lot of different platforms are talking about it as well. Jaden Ivey and Cade Cunningham had the potential to be one of the best backcourt back uh, duos in the NBA. 
And then you start to not hear that as much, obviously, because the guy's coming off the bench and Killian is getting the start this year. So go ahead and tell me real quick, Jay. What can we... Oh, you know what? I dropped the gun there. Should we... You want to go into the OKC game? Yeah, I honestly... I do. I'm I'm just so frustrated right now. Like, I just... I don't get it. Like, why play him? Why play and, him? and then why play him over Ivy? Well, you you know Monty Williams is probably going to stick it out because it's only been four games. I'm not sure if he's willing to go ahead and just drop Killian Hayes just like that after four games. But Ivy is playing his role well. Ivy's been playing a great job off the bench, and it's just a matter of can Killian and will Killian um, at least turn on the switch a little bit. It's just, and the thing is too, and like the reason why I'm honestly so mad is because you heard me last podcast. I said, I can't talk bad about Killian. You know, his shot is never good, but he's been playing the right type of ball. Well, when teams, when you're early in the season, teams don't really have tape on you. All Mm -hmm. right. Game after game two, three, they start knowing, all right, how are they winning? What are they doing to win? And what can we do to beat them? And every team looks at it and goes, uh, don't guard Killian on the three or anywhere close to the three. If Cade drives, you collapse and double team. Same with Asar, but Asar has enough good defense and enough good rebounding where it makes up for it. You just can't have another character like that shooting so poorly. And like I said to you, the reason why I'm so mad is because I want I wanted Killian to be good and I wanted to believe in him so badly. And it's just night after night, game after game, and it just it's I can't, man. Let's go into OKC, man. Let's let's get into it. Shit. So obviously a bummer of a game. Pistons lost 112 to 124. Um without going straight back to the source. What could have changed? What could have what could have been the difference maker in this game? I mean, besides the biggest thing, which I think was spacing and the collapsing on Cade, Cade does need to do a better job taking care of the ball. Seven turnovers is ridiculous. You're the leader of our team. You are a franchise guy. You got to be better than that. Um, besides that, man, turnovers once again from the whole team all around, you know, got to get that taped up, got to fix that up. And you know, the the more that other teams start to like notice and get the tape that we are a turnover machine, they're going to exploit that. Like it's, it's not something that it's just going to be, Oh, we need to stop turning the ball over. Well, these guys are professional basketball players. Like Chet Holgren played unbelievable defense on us the entire game. And uh, at, at what point, can you count on getting less than 15 turnovers per game? Like it's, it's getting out of hand a little bit. And I'm, like we were talking about earlier, it's not exactly a hundred percent Cade's fault. It's not like he has super loose ball handling. It's he's getting collapsed on. What do you, what, like, it's kind of like, what, what's the guy supposed to do? Right. Like I follow Cade's uh, cousin on Twitter and uh, he, I believe he is a trainer. I don't know if he is a trainer for the team or kind of more of a personal trainer. But uh, I mean, he was posting pictures on Twitter and it was a couple different settings and it was the same picture, though. Cade in the lane, either looking to shoot or pass and four guys just 
blocking out the sun on him. And it's what are you supposed to do? That's not basketball. You need shooters. This is 2023. You need shooters now. Having because, okay, right now, our starting lineup, who's the best shooter? Right now, it's Cade. Who's, of course, who's our second in that group? Darren, uh, I'm sorry, Stewart. And is Stewart even like, exactly? Ex- and Stewart's improving. I mean, I believe in it, and I the shot is coming around. But I he I wouldn't classify him as a shooter yet. And with all due respect, no. there is no offense on that starting line right now. And you know, like this game, this game tonight, this game is definitely let's let's just go into this game, Jack. This game tonight, Portland Trailblazers, young team. Um, we need to take care of business. We need to go out there and we need to do, do you know what the spread do. is on that game? Let me look it up. I th- let me just if I had to guess, I would say it's almost an even spread. But let yeah. me let me pull it up. Go ahead. While you're pulling that up, I wanted to give a shout out to Marcus Sasser. He hasn't been playing a ton of minutes, 14 minutes. Uh he's making all his three point shots. Like we need that shooting, and Alec Burks is shooting three of four last game with 11 points. Huge, huge three-point shots from our bench players, and uh, obviously Ivy, that goes without saying. But anyway, what was the spread on tonight's game? All right, spread on tonight's game is minus 2.5 Pistons. So pretty much, you know, one, uh, one, a half, a one and a half buckets. One yeah. bucket, pretty much. So we got to take care of business, though. You know, the books are down on us. Obviously, the Trailblazers aren't a good team. They're one in three. Their point guard, their number three overall pick, Scoot Henderson, has, I mean, it's only four games for him, but he's looked like a complete bust. He's shooting about 5% from the three-point line. We got to take care of business. We got to go out there. We got to take care of the ball. And we got to win. And killing the odds that... Go ahead. Killian has to, like, for me not to get up here and be bitching like this, I get it. Killian's not a scorer. He's not a shooter. But he needs to affect the game more positively in every other fashion. If I'm just like he did, you know, a game back, you know, where he got me kind of believing again. But, man, I don't know. Let's close close us out. Finish us some final thoughts, Jack. Well, this was a pretty much a um, our. This is us asking, "Hey, coach, can we please get Killian out of here?" Um, I think he's going to roll it out tonight. I think Killian's still going to get the start. Obviously, we're going to be able to address this on the next podcast and see if this is yet the fifth straight game <laughs> that Killian struggles. And um, I just think, unfortunately, um, it's this is just something that we're going to have to live with until. Bogdanovich gets back. We're, we're a little bit tight on the uh, the offensive value and the shooting. But anyway, guys, sounds like we are flirting around with getting some uh, Red Wings hockey content on the channel. So stay tuned for that. Um, we're also going to be recording a Lions podcast. Obviously, the Lions have a bye coming up. So this will probably be it for a little bit on the Lions podcast. So anyway, thanks again for listening. I know this was a little quick one, but uh, this was our screw killing and get him out of here and might be the end of the career for Killian, not going to lie.
I mean, it's just tonight I'm even thinking about it, right? I have to watch him play tonight. I have to watch him shoot under 35% tonight. Come on. Let's just say a little prayer for him. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next edition of the Great Lakes Sports Podcast. Peace out, guys.